Welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, and welcome to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women, Episode 41. I'm Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and on today's episode, I actually wanted to take the time to share with you a little bit of our COVID experience, because as many around the country, um, in the last couple of weeks and months have done, we at our house have succumbed to COVID-19. And, you know, in talking about this, I, I a, wanted to just tell our story because, you know, some people are talking about it. Not everybody's talking about it. There's still a lot of fear and anxiety around it. And even for me, it's still hard to know what to think. And I'll, I'll kind of share the reactions around my family and my seven-year-old has it. My husband has it. He's the one who started it. And, but I also wanted to share, you know, just talk about some of the good that has come about with this whole COVID experience in terms of how we take care of ourselves and what we do when we're not feeling well. And so I'll get to that in a minute. First, we'll, we'll get into, you know, how this came to be. It's a little ironic because my husband is probably the most careful of anyone in our family in terms of masking and using hand sanitizer and you know being really cautious about where he goes and only going to the stores that he knows they spray down their shopping carts and all of that stuff. And oddly enough, he's the one who got COVID first and gave it to the rest of us. So he started feeling really crummy on Sunday after Thanksgiving and got a fever and was down for a couple of days. And he went and got tested probably about... it's, he started feeling yucky on like Friday, Saturday. So it was like three days after he had started being symptomatic, he got tested and we didn't get the results, didn't get results because there's this whole backup thing. And then he lost his sense of taste and smell. And so they got him in for a a rapid test. His work did because they are, he's in the healthcare world. Um, And lo and behold, it was positive. So the rest of us went and got tested. And, you know, each, what's been interesting about this is each one of our experience has been, different. My two teenage stepsons don't have it, aren't symptomatic at all, um, tested negative. They mostly had in their their teenage bat cave downstairs. So we'll just, we'll say that's why. My youngest, our, our youngest and I, um, I actually didn't test positive either. However, I've been symptomatic. So I got retested and I'm still waiting on those results. And then my seven-year-old tested positive. And so I, I share this because there's a couple of things. I have a friend who also has it. She just lost her sense of taste and smell, but her test came back negative too. I don't want to, you know, start anything around testing accuracy or any, any of that. I just, I kind of want to lay this out as, you know, nothing is perfect about this process or experience. So for example, my husband lost sense of taste and smell. He had a fever for a couple of days. My seven-year-old had a fever for about 12 hours and he slept till noon on the day that he didn't feel well. And then he was fine and has been driving us completely crazy since then because we've been on lockdown. I have been incredibly lethargic and tired. It's, you know, my energy levels are not great and I, I get worn out easily. And it's not the kind of tired like, oh, I need to go take a nap. It's like physically, I don't think I can hold myself up any longer after I cook a meal or, or something. And that's that's starting to improve. But, you know, we've all had different levels of 
of getting this. And my my friend who's in our circle who ended up with it as well, um, you know, she has been even more sick. She had a fever for several days and she just finally lost her taste of sense and smell as soon as she started feeling better, which is very sad for her. She couldn't take taste her steak. And so, you know, I know there's there's stories out there. There's the people who are totally healthy and end up you know, passing away from this. There are the people who don't have any symptoms at all. I've heard those stories. There are the people who are somewhere in between, like we've been, you know, I've been a little short of breath at times as well as being just tired and lethargic. And what I wanted to share about, you know, what I think is, is been beneficial in this COVID-19 experience, because we don't have treatment, we don't have vaccines, so those, those are starting to come out. I'll spare you my thoughts on those things for the moment. But, you know, what has really become necessary with this 10-day quarantine thing is it actually forces us to stop and slow down long enough to allow our body to do its job and heal. And this is something that I've seen as missing so often in our society in terms of how we deal with illness is especially in the United States, you know, it's, I don't feel well, okay, what pill is going to make me feel better? You know, is it the, the nighttime like z or NyQuil or whatever? There's so many different things. Is it the decongestant? Is it the Tylenol or the ibuprofen or any of these things? And what we do is we mask the symptoms so we can keep going with our busy lives, which are part of what led to us being sick in the first place. And we don't actually take the time to rest and heal. And nothing exemplifies this more as I don't know if I've shared this story on here before, but I'm just going to go ahead and share it now. When I was 20, my junior year in college, I ended up having the opportunity to just study abroad. So I, I lived in Vienna, Austria for four months. And I, I was there studying violin and German and trying to travel around though when you study violin in Vienna, Austria, you kind of don't get to go anywhere. All you do is practice. And so I ended up getting really sick. And at that point in my life, I'd found chiropractic. I'd, you know, gotten really healthy. I'd gotten off gluten and dairy and sugar. And I being in Vienna was actually hard on me because I didn't have the access that I'd had to some of that stuff in, in the United States. And even though it's different, I, I was still reactive to some stuff. So I ended up getting this really bad sinus infection. And we had this huge concert coming up. And I was like, I'm not gonna make it. Like, I just need something to get through this, this concert. So I ended up going to a doctor and this is the last time, I was 20, so this is 16 years ago. The last time I remember actually going to a doctor and just wanting the meds, just wanting to you know get through and do the things I had to do. And I get into this, this doctor, healthcare is very different over in Europe and especially in Austria where I was. So, you know, I had to just go sign in and wait until he was ready. So it was like three hours later, I get in and meet with him and he looks at me and he goes, well, you have a sinus infection, stay home for a week, do steam every two hours and just rest. And I was like, I love that you just said that right now. That's amazing. Like if, if this was any other time, I would be all for that. But please, I just need the meds to get through this concert so that I can, you know, play and, and go on with my life. And so he gave me something to just help kind of dry things up and help me feel better. But, you know, I look at the, I, I've often shared the dichotomy of that because our, our perspective on, you know, I don't feel well, I need I need the pillar, the thing that's going to make me feel better so that I can keep doing my life. And I'm not saying we need to stop doing our life, but I think the one benefit to this whole coronavirus thing, and I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, make good out of, obviously there's, there's been people who have died there. It's, it's been scary. There are families who have really been impacted by this and individuals and people, there are people who lungs have not recovered. I'm not making light of any of that stuff. 
what I'd like for it to do is, you know, serve as a wake up call to help us change our perspective, perhaps on how we deal with illness. Because when we're forced to stay home for 10 days, because we have some unknown virus that no one, you know, really knows how to treat still, even after it's been almost a year that this has been around, it forces us to do the things we should do when we're sick in the first place. You know, our bodies are very smart. Our immune system is capable of fighting things off. The reason we get a fever, I was actually really happy with my husband because normally he's the guy who's reaching for the meds to just feel better. And he was terrified from all the news that's come out about, you know, ibuprofen and how it exacerbates COVID symptoms and all of this stuff. He wouldn't take anything. And I was like, good. Let the fever do its job. We get a fever because our body is trying to, it's one of our body's natural defenses to stop whatever's invading us and causing us to be sick. And so when we medicate that, especially in kids, we take away that body's defense mechanism. So unless it's, you know, something that's an emergency, like, you know, you're over 104, 105, getting into that range where you're going to have brain damage from the fever, obviously we need to do something about that. But when you just have a low grade fever, even into the 100, 101 range, it is your body's way of defending itself and, and doing the things that it needs to do to just heal. And so having this time and space to just actually do that, I think is one of the incredibly, potentially, if we allow it to be, beneficial things that has come out of this whole thing. You know, that's not to say don't be careful still and don't take care of, you know, make sure you do all the, the things that the CDC has recommended, wear the mask and and use the hand sanitizer and try to socially distance as much as you can and don't, you know, participate in large group gatherings and all that stuff. I think we can see time and again that that is leading to the spread of this. And with that, everyone's experience is different. And, you know, I'm someone who prides myself on being healthy and having good gut health and all that. I still got it. It's being healthy isn't about that we don't ever get any kind of disease or illness. It's about how our bodies are equipped to handle that. And it's about creating the, the opportunity for them to do so. And, you know, having to stay home for 10 days from when your sim sim symptoms started to, you know, when they go away is honestly probably a huge, I know it's not a blessing financially or any of that stuff, but it's a big blessing for us to just learn how to allow our bodies to actually do their job and heal. So that's largely what I wanted to share with you today. You know, I my goal with this is just to spark some, a, just some comfort in knowing like maybe this doesn't have to be as scary for the entire world as it has been made out to be. You know, it's the people who tend to get really sick or have trouble or end up in the hospital are those who have underlying health conditions generally. You know, they're not people who are generally healthy and taking care of themselves. And so if you're one of those people with an underlying health condition, you have an opportunity to start taking care of yourself. That's going to be your best defense. And I'll just quickly share, you know, so the things that I've been relying on while we've been home is taking our vitamin D and doubling up on it. I usually take 10,000 IUs a day um, during the winter here in Alaska, and I've taken anywhere from 10 to 20 a day. You have to take a lot, a lot of vitamin D in order to actually hit the point where you have poisoning from it. Um, it is a fat-soluble vitamin, and that can happen, but it's it's quite a bit. Most people are still so deficient that it's not going to make a huge difference if you double up for that week or whatnot, or, or just get your levels up. So we've been doing that. Everybody's been taking the vitamin D. We've been resting. You know, I've been making healthier meals that have a lot of garlic. Garlic is one of the best antibacterials, antivirals out there. It's a nat it naturally has some of this stuff. The more raw it is, the better that it is for that. So, you know, I've been making soups and um, 
mostly soups because <laughs> that's just been what's what sounded good but with lots of garlic and you know some some good bone broth and, and stuff like that eating eating as clean as we can my son's been really into baking so that some of that stuff's been around but I don't generally partake in it and you know and we've just been resting and when I feel tired I sit down and if I'm out of breath I sit down I've read about five books I have a friend who's an aspiring romance novelist who keeps sending me recommendations on things to read and it's been fantastic um and you know just and then the other things i've been doing is using my essential oils so i use things like uh, i'm partial to doTERRA so the protective blend on guard and it's always in my diffuser as well as the respiratory blend breathe which has really been helpful with um, any shortness of breath i have both cough drops and uh, diluted oil to rub on and have it in the diffuser and that's really been helping us you know just get rid of whatever the lung stuff that comes along with this is so those are, you know, my biggest recommendations. And then it's like, get enough sleep. And the other thing I've been taking and having everyone on is probiotic as well, because your immune function comes from your gut health. I've been talking about that on social media a lot this week. So, you know, do the things that we talk about that are helpful. Don't stay up until three o'clock in the morning. Don't eat all the sugar and candy. Don't, you know, have the meal that you know is going to make you feel terrible. Don't forget your supplements and all that stuff. Make sure that you're putting in the time and the habits and the things necessary to allow your body to be able to fight this thing off should you succumb like we did to it. And, you know, if not, that's going to be the thing that's going to help you have the least symptoms, the least reaction and, and really get through this and be okay. We don't have to be afraid of something new. I know there's a lot of unknown and it can be scary and medicine now has to catch up to something new. And, and we've got these vaccines coming out that may or may not work. And I was actually told by the public health nurse I talked to that um, there's about eight strains of COVID in Alaska right now. So some people are getting it a second time. So my thoughts with all that is it's going to become, become something that's like the flu. It's going to become something that we just get used to as part of our, our normal list of things that you can possibly get and it's going to someday stop being such a big deal but until we become more knowledgeable and have a better understanding of it there's still that fear of unknown so hopefully me sharing you know our stories of my husband myself my seven-year-old my husband and i are 11 years apart my son is seven obviously how it affected each one of us and and what that looked like is helpful and just you know can help you feel either more secure or have some ideas on how you can best support your body and just be grateful that, you know, taking the time to rest and heal is what we're supposed to do. And so hopefully we can apply this to anything down the road. Cause I think we would be spreading stuff along around a lot less if we weren't forcing ourselves to, you know, go in and go to work and, and do the things. And I understand a lot of us have to do those things. So it's about finding that way to, balance the two there's got to be balance in there somewhere and time for you and time for you to really create an environment where your body can heal all right we will see you next week thank you for tuning in to rejuvenated women impeccable health for high performing women where we provide you with the tools information and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed overworked and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, 
I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.